Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. All right. Um, this is always fun because uh, the beginning, the first Sunday kind of of every year, we kind of look at where, where we've been, what we've done, and we want to look for the future for this year. What is God saying to us? And I don't know how many of you actually take time at the end of, of a given year and say, Lord, what do you have for me personally for this coming year? Does anybody do that? Does anybody get like a personal word? This is what the Lord's saying in 2019. I used to do that a lot. I, was, I remember <clears throat> for years I would stand and I would look and and ponder, I'm like, okay, what's the Lord, what's the word for, for, for this next year? And, and I did that, I hadn't done that for a couple of years, um, figuring I was still working on the word that he gave me the last time, so I didn't need a new word, and, I'm, and that's, that's true. Sometimes the Lord just said, look, finish what I've told you to do the last time. And um, for this year, I, I felt the Lord say to, to me for us, for House of Hope, is that he... It's going to be a year of breakthrough, and we, we just kind of, we walk through this. And that was the word for last year as well. <laughs> it was breakthrough. And I was like, well, that's okay, because the Lord isn't actually constri- con- constrained, constrained, constrained. That's the word. He's not constrained to time, right? He is in time, but he's also out of time. We operate in time. And so he's like, you know what? 12 months is man's thing, but you can actually take longer because he's not in a hurry. And I thought breakthrough, we have a lot of things in our lives that we do need breakthrough. 2018 for the Crozier family was probably one of the best years that we've had in a long time because of the breakthrough that we, that we had as a family in a lot of areas. And, 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 I, and yet 2018 was very, very difficult for a lot of people because of even the, the very things that we saw breakthrough in, others didn't. And, and, it's, it's, and it's tough to balance that, right? It's t- but what we do is we make those declarations to say no matter what the circumstances are, we know that God is good and he's true to what he says. Even if we don't see the fruition of that breakthrough or that problem today, we act as if that problem has actually been taken care of. And so what I wanted to do is... As I was pondering this year, my mind kept going back to a prophetic word that we received in 2011 from Kathleen, actually. Kathleen was a student at BSSM in 2010 and 11, and in 2011, she, she was practicing her prophetic gifting in class, and, and uh, the Lord gave us this. And I wanted to go over that prophetic word, and then I wanted to highlight some of the things that we've actually been walking through and, and fill people in, fill our house into, th- there's three things I wanted to, just to cover. I want to I remind you of who we are, I want to remind you of why we are, and I want you to know where we're going. And so, and I'm going to do that in 20 minutes. So it's going to be good. I know, right? Amazing. So the word that um, Kathleen gave us was at the time we didn't really understand it. 
um, because we were really new. 2011, we were, had only been in actually, when we received this word, we had only been in operation for probably eight months. So we were young. We were a young new work. And, and um, she said to us, she says, this is what I feel the Father saying to you as a commendation. I see your small beginnings and the well that you have dug for all who are thirsty. It's like the Lord was just so, like, he's like, you guys have dug a well. And this is amazing. You've dug the well. Now that you've dug the well, you think that you're done. And you put the tools away. You're not done. And that was a word that, that we received and we're like, oh, we thought, like, we, we thought we were done. Eight months, right? And we're like, well, yeah, we did it. We provide, we, we, we have a place where at that point we were still at the Alpen House. We were at the Alpen House or did we move yet? So January 2011 we moved. Yeah, so we were, we were at the, the old liquidation place. We were at the Connect Church when we received this word. And so we had a larger venue. We had lots of people and we thought, as a leadership, we we're like, this is great. And the Lord said, like, you're not done. Don't put away the tools. Because the tools then actually transformed into not just digging wells, but actually looking at people and making sure that the wells of the people that God was bringing to us were being dug. Because so many people were coming to us and they, were, they had log jams in their lives. They were broken. They were, they were hurt. They had church experiences that, that had actually decimated them. And the Lord's like to us, don't put away the tools because you're, the, this job is not done. And honestly, for the last eight years or seven years since we received this word, the tools have not been put away. It's something that drives us. It is something that carries, man, carries us forward in doing what God has called us to do. And then she gave us a warning. And this is something that, again, that I, I believe that we need to be aware of. She says, do not allow your water to become bitter with complacency. How does water become bitter? By allowing foreign chemicals to enter it. Stay true to the DNA that has been created. Do not listen to the counsel of foolish men. Wow, like this was like... <laughs> Remember the promises that I've given to you, to the valley to the surrounding areas. Remember what I have said and remember your testimonies. Like Joshua had each tribe place a stone on the Jordan River to remember what God has done for generations to come. Remember that by, excuse me, by each family bringing a testimony as to what God has done in their lives to write it in our history books. So we took that, and we took it literally, and we have all these books over here that Kathy has so amazingly transcribed, every word that has been given to House of Hope, any word that has been given to the different churches, to the valley, it's in those books. And those books are actually a living history of what God has done here. And then I thought, personally, I thought, um, as, as we were going on this week, um, what are the testimonies of our individual people? What are the testimonies? And I, I was looking for an article that I had written or a sermon. or something. I was looking for something this week. And I was going through my own files on my computer. 
And I found, I found so much. I mean, I found, guys, I found our policy manual <laughs> that we've been working on since 2014. Um, none of the leadership are here, I guess. They would have been rejoicing at that. Um, Brian, anything? Nothing? No? Anyway, I found, I found like, I, I realized that I'm a digital hoarder. I found stuff in there from years. But what I did find, something that reminded me, was, was testimonies that were actually incorporated into some of the messages that I had given in 2011, 12, 13, and 14. Stories of, of healings, stories of financial breakthrough, stories of encounters. And I thought, these are who we are. And this is why, for those of you who are joining us just recently or even in the last year, this is why testimonies are so powerful, is that we actually we say them and they become the breakthroughs from people, other people. Our testimonies become your breakthrough. Your testimony becomes my breakthrough. And that's why, um, and that's why it's so important we have them. I'm just going to silence my... We forget our experiences. This week, I had Deanne and I... So I'm going to back up. When we were moving, I found a stack of old videotapes, not VHS tapes, but these little Super 8s and, and stuff like that. And, and we hadn't seen them in years. And so I took them into Just Music in, 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 in October, and there was like 11 tapes, and he converted them to CDs for us so we could watch them digitally. And so we're watching away, and, and, and we're laughing, and oh, look at how cute Zach was, and how, how Andrew hasn't changed much, and you know, it was great, you know. And, and, and it reminded us of, of a different time. And then we pop this CD in, and the first it, image, it says, Madeline's Big Day, November 29th, 2001. Dan and I look at each other, and we're like, that's the day she was born. What? And in the, the, it was a black screen, and, and the, um, the, the screen changes, and there's Deanne in all of her splendor in the hospital bed about five minutes before Maddie was born. She's as big as a house, and she was just, she was in labor for 40 hours, and she was tired. And she looked at me, and she says, turn that thing off. And I'm like, I will, but I just want to capture this moment. And the next scene was a three or four minute old Madeline Crozier laying on the weight on the, on the scale. And it was just, now the thing is that you think, oh, that's nice. But we had forgotten that we had actually recorded that. We had, if people would ask me, do you remember the day that your daughter was born? I'll say, absolutely. But there was, I didn't remember that I actually had a camera recording it. So, and then we recorded as much as we could the, her entire first year. And I remember now that I wanted to record her first year. And I think we got most of it. But it went from the day that she was born to the hour that, the, the two hours later, when Zach and Andrew came in and their eyes, they saw their, 
your sister for the first time and Andrew was a little bit scared and Zach just wanted to poke her and, and say, is she alive? And, and then Zach's insecurity of being, he's no longer the baby and he wants his mom. It, it was just, it was, it was emotional. And, and, and we're watching this and, and Maddie's over here. She's seeing this for the very first time. You know, she's seeing, sorry, <laughs> gets me. She's seeing her grandfather holding her for the first time and the love that is pouring out of him, seeing her brothers petting her face and saying, this is amazing. Seeing me holding her, her mom holding her, the love that was surrounding her. We'd forgotten all of that. We knew that was in our hearts, but to see that. So Maddie's watching this. I'm watching this. Deanne's watching this and, and Maddie and I are bawling, right? And Deanne's looking over and she goes, this gets you? And I'm like, oh, whatever. And I thought, this is how, this is why there is a power in the testimony is because we need to remember the things that he's done and remember the experience and remember how we felt. It's one thing to say, I just wanted to say that I got healed last Sunday and it was amazing and then just go away. But to capture the emotion of the moment is got to be something that is God breathed. And, and something when we ask him, what was it? Because as I was looking through old messages and just finding testimonies, I started to remember the feelings of, of absolute amazement and emotional connection with every person that was actually being touched and surrounded with his presence in their own breakthrough. And I thought, the father said to me, that this is what you need to remind House of Hope of who we are. We're sons and we're daughters. We're connected through, through our experience with the Holy Spirit. We're connected through him. And this is who we are as sons and daughters. Orphans don't act like this. Orphans don't rejoice when another person gets a breakthrough. They go, well, why, why, don't, why am I not getting this breakthrough? You got that breakthrough. You, you know, I've had several people say, well, how come you got a nice house and we don't? Right? And I'm like... Because we contended for it for 25 years. How long have you been contending for your breakthrough? And that sounds glib. I'm sorry. That sounds rude. But some, like, you don't know what it took to get that. You know, somebody, you know, people over the years, not recently or anything, but people have said, um, what makes you think that you could be like Bill Johnson? And I'm like, I don't want to be like Bill Johnson. I, I want to be Jeff Crozier. Who's, who's as anointed as Bill Johnson, who walks in as much wisdom, but looks differently. I'm not out to copy anything. House of Hope isn't out to copy Bethel. Are we, is Bethel part of who we are? Absolutely. They're our tribe. They're the ones that we have partnered with, and they pour into us, and they give us protection, and they give us authority, and they give us what they have. Their breakthrough becomes our breakthrough. That's why we can actually do things together and see amazing breakthrough. Because we're walking as sons and daughters, not as orphans. Were we once orphans? Yes. Are we orphans now? Some of us are. Are we working on it? Yes. That's who we are. We are a family in transition, and our family is constantly in transition. Why? Because we're growing and we're moving from orphans to sons and daughters. Are there areas in my life that are still part of the orphanage? Absolutely. Am I aware of that? Yes. 
Am I, am I a strong son in other areas? Yes. Do you see what I mean? It's, it's we're moving in who we are as sons and daughters. That's who we are. We are sons and we are daughters learning to be sons and daughters. Learning to be connected to the Holy Spirit. Learning to be moving forward and, and, and together as a family. We're developing this family. And it's taken us eight years, almost nine years, to get to the point where we are now and to say, wow, we still have a lot to learn. But we've made mistakes, but we correct them. You know, we've said things that are stupid and we go, oh, I'm really sorry. Right, Earhart? <laughs> We had a chat this morning. I said a few things, and he said a few things, and we worked it all out. That's what family does, right? That's what, you know, kids, kids will give their father a lip, some lip. And in the old days, the father gave the kids a fist in the lip. We don't do that anymore. We talk things out. That's why we're dealing with, that's why we're, I've been, I spent two weeks, and I will spend some time next week finishing off that whole thing on offense. Because offense will kill a family. And we're working on that. So, we need to know why we're here. Why did God call us to be this representation of his heart? Why, did, why are we here as House of Hope? Well, namely, we're here to provide a place for his presence to land. Now, does that mean his, his presence isn't landing anywhere else in Cranbrook? Nope. But we have a different representation of his great big heart. And that's what he's called us to be. He says, I want you to be a place where I can come. My presence will land and that I'm welcome. And that's why sometimes things don't go according to plan. That's why a lot of times things don't go according to plan is because we are committed to seeing what the Holy Spirit is doing and and being sensitive to him. Right? Right? So we've provided a place for his presence to land and a refuge for those who are in need. We have, we have, <laughs> who is that? Is that Freya? Deanne reminded me, this is a rabbit trail. Deanne reminded me when Andrew was about six months old, we were leading youth and I'd be teaching youth, and, and uh, as soon as I opened up my mouth, he would go, blah, 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 blah. And it just threw me every time, and she reminded me, she was afraid I was doing the same thing to you. She was, she was responding to your voice. And I was like, that's great. I'm so glad. <laughs> so, so knowing why we're here is to, to, we're here to provide a place for the Holy Spirit. We're, we're providing a place for even you to come to experience the Holy Spirit, but not just come to experience because that's consumerism. It's for actually to come to give and to give more than you take. And that's why that, that line in that, um, in that declaration is, is, I don't know if you picked up on that, but it's like we come to give more than we take. And, and are there times that you will take more than you give? Absolutely, because it's part of a family, right? Sometimes you, do, you have to do that. But if it becomes a long-term season that you take more than you give, that's a problem. That's an orphan. An orphan will gather what as much and hoard and not give back. And we're moving from an orphanage to a family. And so it takes time. The, the, the time that it takes to, to, to grow and to mature, it, everyone is different. 
But we also have a place where we have people we can, we can speak in to those areas. And you can speak in. And that's why this particular fellowship, this particular family isn't pastor-led. It's family-driven. So I have people say, well, here's a problem. You need to deal with this. And I'm like, oh, heck no. I don't deal with that. that you saw the need. You meet the need. Well, I don't know how to. That's okay. We can help you. Because so, so for so many years, it's like there's this offense given because the pastor didn't do this or the pastor didn't do that. Well, frankly, I don't know if I'm a pastor. Well, you're the pastor. Yes, I'm the pastor. Because that's the title that society has actually put. But we're actually operated under gifting. And I may not meet, go meet the, I don't, may not meet the pastoral, whatever the pastoral grid is. But we have a family that meets needs. And so I'm more likely to say, that's amazing that you saw that need. What can I do to help you meet that need? And then we grow because we're a house of leaders. We're a house of leaders that go, I see a need. What can we do to meet that need? Not here's your, here's the problem, right? Right, Earhart? <laughs> see, I, I, and, I'm, and I'm joking with him because there's nothing between us. And I'm not preaching to him because we talked. We talk about problems. We, we deal with issues because we're a family. So the third thing. We want to know, we need to know where we're going. So where are we going this year? Well, where we're going this year is we're continuing to go forward and become sons and daughters. We are continuing to realize why we're here. So it's a bit of a cop-out in a sense. I don't have specific things. Where are we going? We're going where God takes us. But in the process, each one of us in this room is becoming a son and a daughter. And we're moving from the orphanage into the house, into the family. And we're, and we're realizing that when we come together as a family, we're in his presence and we change. And then we look to each other. And if you're lonely, you reach out. And if you're discouraged, you ask for help. One of the, one of the spiritual gifts that I never received and I and actually I wanted when I was younger was that of omniscience. I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know what everybody was thinking. I wanted to know everything about people so then I could actually do stuff and I could be a one man show. And I thank God that I never received that gift. Because I can't read minds. I can't I can't I can't I can't. I can't read you should have. You should do this. I can't read that. I choose to not read some of that. But that's what we have each other for. And that's why we're building a family. That's why we're not a typical church structure. And that's the, and that's the representation of who Jesus is in this place. Is that he wants us to model family and, and model it well. And that's a little bit different than other, other houses. We're just being who we are. And so the reason why, let me just see. I think that's it. 
I think that just kind of encapsulates who we are. And it reminds us that why we're here. We're here to develop family. And I said it before, are we perfect? No. You know, some of us have different ideas of what family is and what it looks like. That's okay. Because we're, we're, we're all, nobody has it together. Nobody has their together. Oh, we're not live streaming this morning. So I could have said that and felt really good about it. But, <laughs> but we don't. We don't have all of our poop together. And that's okay. But Jesus does. And we learn from him and we learn from the Holy Spirit. And we just allow each other to make mistakes. And we allow each other to be ourselves. And I think that was one of the most amazing things that people would come into House of Hope and say, I am allowed to be who I am and not be judged for it. But it doesn't stop there. It's like you're allowed to be who you are. And then the Holy Spirit says, and now I'm changing you. Always, exactly, always. We are growing. We are changing. We are in process. And we are moving into a family. And that's where we're going in 2019, is that we're becoming tighter as a family. And I don't know what that looks like. But I do know, hang on, it's going to be fun. Let's stand. So I did it in 25 minutes. (laughs) So I'm just going to invite, I know Kathy usually does. I think it's Kathy's team on this morning. Kathy's team. So Kathy, I'm just going to close, but ministry team, you can come up. Um, Let's just, uh, I'm going to close in prayer. And if you have a specific need that you want, we, we, we prayed for a lot of needs already this year, this year. Feels like it's already the end of the year, doesn't it? Um, We've prayed for a lot of the needs this morning. Um, But if you have something more, if you want to go a little bit deeper in some of the needs that you actually expressed, this is why we have a team. You're welcome to come up and, and just receive. But let's just close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are here as our Father. We thank you that we can come to you and in your presence receive the revelation of your word. And the revelation of who you are. Because you're amazing and we declare that you are good. And you're good to us. And that all of our needs are met in you. Whether we see the fruit of that today or if it takes some time. We know that you are good. And Lord, we declare our love for you this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, come on up. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.